At the time of this recording, we are in yet another wave of COVID-19, which has killed 632,000 Americans, according to Johns Hopkins University. That human loss will always be the worst part of this pandemic. When we look back on this dark time in history, it's going to be the people taking their last breaths from hospital rooms, struggling to say their goodbyes over FaceTime that we will remember the most. Parents, grandparents, young and old, having their lives cut short. In some ways, those deaths are worse now than they were in the first year of the pandemic because now they're mostly preventable because of safe, effective vaccines. But that's for another episode. Today, we are talking about other aspects of life that have been adversely affected by COVID-19, aspects of life that were difficult already, but made far more complex by an invisible virus that continues to burn through the world without a definitive end in sight. We'll do this through the eyes and experiences of two separate women with distinctly different challenges. I came across both of them while pursuing entirely different stories, but I saw a similarity in what they faced and how they faced them. Their struggles began just before the pandemic. They were forced to deal with those struggles during the pandemic. Two women surviving COVID-19. I'm Nick Lefebvre. This is Alone at the Desk. Alone at the Desk, a podcast by an average middle-aged guy who just happens to be a TV news anchor. We talk about the exciting and the boring parts of life, the industry, and life in the industry. And we cover some important stories along the way. Brought to you by 13 On Your Side News in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Listening to the West Michigan band Hollywood Makeout. One of its members is Erin Leneau. She says in the summer and fall of 2019, they'd been starting to have more and more success. We had been getting a lot of bigger shows and getting paid a lot more money at one time, and um, we had an album that we were trying to put out. The days in general were really good for Erin and her partner Cedric. Erin was an elementary teacher and a workout instructor. Well, usually I would just wake up and uh, go to the barcode, maybe teach there. Um, I teach bar and boot camp um, at the barcode, and then I would go to work really early, like 7.30, spend my time with the kindergartners for the full day, and then afterwards, about 4 o'clock, I'd go home, maybe sometimes take another workout class or go straight home, uh, clean the house, make dinner. And it wasn't just the present that was good. The future was looking bright, too. Again, the band was doing well. She and Cedric planned on getting married, and she wanted to have a baby. Things changed in December. I always did self-checks, um, self-exams, uh, self-breast exams, just because my aunt um, had died of breast cancer around my age and my father's sister. And I had tried to make sure that I was getting my breast exams and doing everything that I was supposed to for making sure that I didn't get it. Erin already had an appointment set to do genetic testing. The very day prior, she found a lump in her left breast. They immediately scheduled a biopsy. 
I was stuck in a traffic jam and they told me at like five o'clock. <laughs> and the nurse said, she called and said, are you alone? And I said, what? Cause I already knew what she was gonna say, obviously. And she told me the news and then I just was crying in the car by myself stuck in this traffic jam which is terrible because then everybody on the highway is like looking at you from the side and seeing that you're just like bawling and just like uncontrollably she told me what it was and what type it was but I didn't understand she told me to remember ERPR positive her two negative and I obviously didn't remember what she said when I got off the phone so that's kind of the day that um, things changed uh, for me so yeah the good news was they caught it early, stage 1B. But there was more news, which Aaron got exactly one week later. And I was really tired, like, all the time. And, you know, my chest hurt all the time, but I thought it was because of mammograms and things like that. Um, and then when I told my coworkers about it, they were like, no, that doesn't sound right. Like, that sounds like something else. And I was like, well, it's probably because I'm so stressed and worried and they were like I don't think so you should take a pregnancy test so the I had found out I had cancer on a Tuesday and then I took a pregnancy test before work on a Tuesday which is a really bad idea by the way because you should not take a pregnancy test before you go to work she did and it was positive my partner was in the shower at the time and I just ran into his bathroom and said like I'm pregnant and he, we sort of didn't really talk. After that, we sort of just were really quiet. I was shaking a lot and sweating a lot. Um, and then I went to work and did my job. And, but I had a student teacher, so I just made her like teach for a while while I made a bunch of phone calls. So it was really good. She was probably one of the, one of the first people to find out because she needed to know what was going on. Clearly. This was not how Aaron imagined finding out she was pregnant. Those cliche images of celebrating over a positive test, tears of joy, that's not what was happening. I really thought that she was gonna die or something was gonna happen to the baby and I'd been wanting a baby for so long, I thought it was like the worst timing that could possibly be. I wasn't really excited, I was just scared. Everybody has thoughts when they're pregnant about what their child's gonna be like and I just thought, I wasn't gonna be able to have her at all. Erin and her doctors came up with a plan. That plan included waiting until her second trimester to do a mastectomy. By that point, the cancer traveled to my lymph nodes because we had to wait. Yeah, that kind of made it, then became stage 2B cancer. Understandably, Erin was having a hard time. Even at the first ultrasound with the baby was a struggle. They listened for her heartbeat, and I remember my mom said, you're gonna wanna record this moment. And I said, no, let's not worry about it. Cause I just thought, and I just was so detached from being happy. I just wanted to be sad. I wanted to be angry and I wanted to be upset and I didn't wanna enjoy it. After they took her breast, Erin developed an infection, bad one. So much so that she had to wait even longer to start chemo. You know, and my first chemo was on my birthday, actually. It was my, I know, it's comical how it's, how these things planned out. They were like, would you like to do it on May 15? I was like, okay. Despite the cancer, despite the spread, despite all the fears, Erin's doctors reassured her that they'd seen this before, 
Many women have delivered healthy babies while themselves fighting cancer, and she was starting to get excited. Getting the clothes and sorting them by size and putting them in bins and labeling the bins. and So I kind of kept myself busy from thinking about the bad things or the things that could happen by you know, cleaning and organizing and sorting and painting. On August 8, 2020, Francis Frankie Mae Canero was born happy and healthy. <laughs> I never thought once I had her, I, I haven't had the thought that I'm going to die um, now that she's here, now that my cancer is under control, and now that I'm more aware. I'm just excited about watching her grow and making sure that I teach her how to, you know, be kind to other people, especially people going through immeasurable dif difficulties, and that's kind of what I'm excited about. I'm excited to raise somebody who's, who's kind. Today, Aaron and Frankie are doing great. Aaron just had reconstruction surgery and Frankie recently turned one. Her band, The Hollywood Makeouts, has their next gig scheduled for the Grand Rapids Public Museum, February 10th, 2022. I haven't heard about any wedding plans with Cedric yet, but I also didn't pry. Part two of today's episode. Again, a woman whose life was going through massive change before the world did. On the outside, Mindy Nowakowski had an idyllic life with her two daughters and her husband. We started dating, we were high school sweethearts and dated for nine years and then got engaged. Mindy was a stay at home mom for a while, but she had plans professionally. I actually chipped away for 15 years on my nursing degree. Slowly as I was raising my kids, I would take some um, gen eds until the point where I got into the nursing program. Worked my way into that and got to my last semester, my semester before my leadership, which is like your internship, and failed the class by like less than 2%. And that was my chance. Um, that was my exit out of the program, I guess you could say. Not long after that, her marriage ended. And so we were together a total of 24 years when we got divorced. Mindy says there was no one single driving event or issue that did it. Like so many others, they just grew apart. But she said things were and have remained very good between the two of them. He's the most amazing dad. I'm so lucky. It was a very um, loving, peaceful divorce. And it's been like that even as co-parents. As good as Mindy and her ex-husband were, she was still now a divorced mom of two teenage daughters heading into a pandemic. She just didn't know that last thing was a thing yet. Mindy was a server at a local mom-and-pop restaurant. COVID seemed like a two-week, you know, like, okay, the kids are closing down school for two weeks, I'll be out of work for a couple weeks, and then we'll go back to life as normal. We all know now things did not go back to life as normal. On March 16, 2020, Governor Gretchen Whitmer sent down an order closing bars and limiting restaurants in Michigan to carry out only. I was at work and the news story hit. I literally was sick to my stomach. I, everything flashed like before my eyes. I was like, what? I can't afford to not have any income coming in. It was like the next day they were mandating restaurants to shut down for in-person dining. It became very clear to Mindy very quickly that she would need to pivot. Kind of panicking internally, quietly, I um, 
just started looking at everything. Bills that didn't seem like a big deal all of a sudden felt like a big deal. I was trying to keep it together for my kids, you know, like that's what you always try to do is put on a front. But when you become a divorced mom and take on all of that by yourself, you see things in a totally different perspective. So it just had me really thinking about gosh, I think I need to be more prepared than I actually was for a situation like this. Her next move actually came out of a moment of boredom while she was simply sitting around the house. I happened to go on the marketplace one day and somebody was selling a Cricut machine. It's like a vinyl cutter. And I happened to see it and I was like, that would give us something to do while we were at home. You know, we could make sure it's just kind of as something to pass time and as like a hobby. She bought it and started creating, which paired perfectly with ambitions that she'd had for quite a while. I never knew exactly what, but I just knew I just had this passion of entrepreneurship and just really wanting to do my own thing. Her own thing was turning into a small clothing line, but it needed a name. Worthy Girl Customs came from just, I think anybody going through any kind of hard times, and I know a lot of people relate with this, of feeling worthy of so many things that can be a struggle for a lot of people. And I definitely had struggled with that for a long time. So when I was trying to think of a business name, when I decided that I was gonna take it from a hobby or something that was just a distraction when I needed it, when I knew it was gonna become more than just um, a side hustle, and I was trying to think of a name, it honestly came to me so easily because worthiness, that word worthy, holds like a lot of heaviness on me. And one day I was just like, worthy girl, worthy girl, worthy girl customs. It just kind of came to me really easily and it just felt like it fit. The concepts of self-worth and body image have become more and more important to Mindy as she's gotten older, gotten divorced, and as she's become a more independent woman and mother. I like looked at myself and it was like an awakening. I was like, you know, this body has carried me through some really hard times and some really tough moments, some moments when I didn't want to get out of bed and I was physically, emotionally exhausted and I need to appreciate it for what it is. Instead of saying negative things about it, I need to start looking at myself and just embracing all my imperfections. My stretch marks, well, they're there because I carried two amazing humans. I'm proud of that. And just trying to spread the, the message to other women that are really struggling with that, that is one of my main goals, is just to help other women really realize how amazing their bodies are and stop hiding behind the baggy, loose clothes and show your body for everything it's worth. So she had her idea, she had her concept about which she was passionate, but she didn't quite know how to get it all off the ground. Again, she was starting from scratch. Research, the internet is an amazing thing. You know, Googled, how do I start a business? Went down to the Kent County Clerk's Office, registered my business, went online, got a federal ID, our tax ID number, just, I took it step by step because the thought of it is very overwhelming. If she didn't know something, she said she YouTubed it and she found a Facebook group specifically for women entrepreneurs. Grand Rapids Boss Babes, it's a close Facebook group. It's all women business owners. It is the most amazing group because it's full of like 3,000 women who are taking this journey of being a business owner of some sort. I mean, there's attorneys in there, there's makers, there's photographers, you name it. And they have been the most amazing resource. If you need anything, hey, I need this, or hey, I need advice on this, everyone is always willing to chip in and help. So that's kind of how I started. 
And now, in addition to selling online at WorthyGirlCustoms.com, she's selling some clothes and coffee mugs in two retail stores. We met for this interview at Dreamscape Desserts in Comstock Park, and she's selling at Katie & Company in Nuego. She also owns a company called Out of the Barn, and they do part of that. They do this ginormous pop-up shop once a month, 70-plus vendors that all come together in her yard out in Allendale and set up their um, booths, tents, and showcase everything they've made. So I was able to do my first pop-up shop there this um, couple weeks ago. Mindy admits things are still slow, but there's forward progress. Her only frustration is things aren't moving faster, but that's also not a deterrent. She's excited about where she's going, both for her and for her daughters. They've definitely seen me reach for my dreams and be a go-getter. Um, I think that's been a very positive aspect on them, how to treat a situation like that. Of course, they've seen me scared, mad, sad, you know, everything in between. But um, I'm hoping by me pushing through all of these adversities and all of these things that have tried to knock me down, by staying upwards and moving forward, I'm hoping that I'm being an example to them that anything you put your mind to, you can achieve. I truly believe if you have a dream, it's all about putting in the work. It's, it's about putting in the work. If you do that, I believe anything is possible. This has been Alone at the Desk with Nick Lefebvre. I'd like to thank my guests, Aaron Leno and Mindy Nowakowski. In the web version of this episode, I'll have links to the Spotify page for Aaron's band, Hollywood Makeout, and to both Mindy's website and her Kickstarter for Worthy Girl Customs. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to contact me, go to facebook.com slash nicknews, twitter.com slash nicklefebvre, or email me at nicklefebvre at 13onyourside.com. Thank you for listening.